What is up? Thank you so much for joining us for the Ablaze JY message of the week. I hope and pray that you're inspired and encouraged. And now let's jump into the message. So if you guys were with us last week and you weren't with us last week, last week we started a message called Real. And essentially to bring you up to speed, Real we talked about the woman with the two mites, like Noah kind of gave you a little bit of a brief dealio there. The one with the two mites and the rich people that threw in their monies into the offering and how Jesus was like, these rich people are just out there showing off and throwing in money because they were trying to get the opinions of others. They were trying to show off, hey, look how much money I have. Look how much things I can throw in the offering. Woo, look at me. Their heart wasn't into what the word told them to do. They were just simply doing something that they felt like they were supposed to do to get the approval of man. Yet the woman who gave the two mites, which we can actually close this door if they're going to leave that door open. Oh yeah, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, So the woman she gave out of obedience because she truly believed in God. She truly believed in who God said he was and what he had done for her life. She had a true, real motive behind her giving because she had a real relationship with God. She believed in who he was. She had a trust in him and what he could do for her. And my challenge to us in this room tonight, as we talked about last week and this week, is to start to identify within ourselves how we can be more real in our relationship with God. Get past, you know, some of these surface level things or some of these things that maybe we're doing in our life that, you know, maybe we don't feel, I don't know, adequate enough or whatever. Maybe there's like a lot of things that distract and make us not want to be fully pursuing the things of God. And maybe sometimes it's peer pressure. We feel like we're supposed to do this. We're not doing enough of this or whatever. God wants to have a real relationship with you. Amen. God wants to be an intricate part of your life, and he wants you to do it for you, not for your parents, not for your friends, not because I'm sitting up here telling you to do it. God wants to have a real relationship with you. So we're going to start in a scripture tonight, which I believe is kind of the foundation of tonight's message. So this is on the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 out of ESV. It says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but it does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of them says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also by faith itself, if it does not have works, it is dead. If you guys will bow your heads, I want to pray for tonight's message. Get us ready to receive this word tonight. Father God, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for this time that we have together. I thank you for these moments, these next few minutes as we dig into your word, as we understand how we can be more real in our relationship to you, with you, how we can have a true, real relationship with you, God. What can we do to better ourselves in you? What, what does it take to have a real relationship with you, God? And I thank you for it, Lord. Our hearts are open and we are receptive to it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So contextually speaking with this book here in James, in the chapter two, a lot of times this, this portion of scripture is used to teach on faith and how to believe God for something. And, you know, a lot of times they're saying like, you know, in, a, in word of faith circles, like if you believe something and you, and you use your faith, you should do something to correspond those actions with it. And while, yes, that is true, because it does say without faith, well, without works, your faith is dead. But what really contextually is happening in this book here is James is talking to these people and he's saying, yo, you say you believe in God. Yo, you say you have the faith. You say you are a part 
part of the faith, yet you are acting like everybody else, or yet you are not taking the word of God seriously. You do not believe truly. You're not taking it real with God, so your works are dead. Your faith is dead because your works are not proving out what you say you believe. When we go back here, it talks about can that faith save him if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in food and one of them is just like, yeah, go in peace, be warned. And they're just like, go, you know, just go do that. But they don't do anything to help them. But we believe that we're supposed to be blessed to be a blessing. We believe that we're uh, living an abundant life. We're believing that God died for us, but yet we don't do something to help him. That's what he's saying right there is, yo, you believe this, you, you, you preach this, you say this, but you're not living it out. It's kind of weird, right? So we as believers... We should want to bless people. We should want to help people. We don't want to be people that have dead faith. Amen? See, I don't want dead faith. I don't want. Say it. I don't want. I want real faith. True belief in what Jesus has done for us is going to change us. Amen? If you back up over in the book of James, chapter 1, it says over in verse 22, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. We talked about this last week. If you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and you don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And I was trying to think, like, how can I illustrate this? And I know this is a very weird way to do it, but it's just going to happen. This is how it's going to be. Daniel, I saw where Noah had graciously brought you that wonderful substance. If you could bring that up here for me. Um, who, who, who are fans of chocolate milk in the room? You guys like chocolate milk? I, I've been really like craving chocolate milk lately, and not just chocolate milk in general. I've been really craving like Nesquik. I don't know if anyone else is a Nesquik drinker, but there's something about that. I haven't had it, but I'm just like, mm, I want some of that Nesquik powder. So this is chocolate milk, and I'm going to put it in this, this, this vase. I feel like that's a Okay, well, then I'm not going to use you for the example. So <laughs> definitely won't pick you. Uh, if you're allergic to chocolate milk, that'd be a, a lawsuit just waiting to happen. <laughs> so I appreciate the forewarning there. Um, so this is chocolate milk. And what this chocolate milk represents is God. <laughs> the chocolate milk represents the word. It represents God's goodness. It represents everything that he is. And if I could get one volunteer to come up, just, just one for now. Uzi, you're right there. Just come on. I'm going to grab you. I'm just gonna, you know what, I'm going to let you do it. Go ahead and put on these gloves. Yeah. And why don't you go ahead and roll up your sleeves. So this chocolate milk right here, this is God's word. This is his goodness. This is, the thing, this is all the promises that he has for your life. When, you know, every week it's a message or maybe it's a podcast or it's a worship service. It's all these things. It's abundance, his prosperity, his goodness, his grace, his mercy, all the stuff, all the great, wonderful things. And this right here, we are these sponges, and we're all just hanging out. We're gathering together around this chocolate milk. We're hanging out. We're vibing. We're having a good time. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. We really like being around the chocolate milk because it's awesome, right? Chocolate milk's great. God is good. God is awesome, and he's beautiful. He's amazing, and every time we get around him, we're like, dang, it's so cool. I'm so glad to be here, and it's like us hanging out here is us just kind of hearing the word. Well, we're going to get there, 
right now we're just here, right here, we're just looking at it. We're just hanging around it. The word is coming at us. We're talking about the things of God. We're talking about doing the things of God, talking about how we should be living our life. But what we have to do is start to take ourselves, take what the word has been talking about, take what the word is going on here, and we have to immerse ourselves. I think you should just, you know, maybe like hand level, just get in there. And we have to, yeah. Oh, there's some bubbles going on there. We got to take ourselves and we got to meditate on the word. We got to be absorbing ourselves into it, marinate. Maybe take that sponge and just squeeze it, you know. Yeah, dude, like a sponge. You mean to use this? Oh, it is chocolate milk that's been in the fridge, so it's probably a little bit cold. So you take that sponge and you just squeeze it. Just squeeze it in there and just get it all nice and good. I'm going to move my phone. And then what I want you to do is just like lift up your hand above this little chocolate milk vase. Now look at this sponge. This sponge is clearly different than the rest because this sponge, oh, careful now, getting chocolate milk everywhere, has chocolate milk all up in this sponge. This chocolate milk is fully inside of this sponge. This dude, this person, they not only just listened to the word of God, they not only were just around the things of God, but yet they were like, you know what? I take it for what it is. I want it to be real. I want it to be a part of my life. So I'm going to immerse myself into the things of God. And then I am changed. Who is brave enough to experience the things of God tonight? Anybody? Anyone want to experience the things of God tonight? Does anyone want to have Uzi squeeze the sponge into your mouth tonight? You have any takers? Come up here. Right here. Off the stick. Go off the stage. And I want you to turn. Just turn this way. Yeah. Let everyone see. I want you to just tilt your head back. I want you to open your mouth. No, um, I don't know. Whatever you think. All right. Oh, gosh. And I want you to just open your mouth real wide and just let it have a little bit of t- You're going to have to squeeze it a little bit. Yeah. What do you, you use both hands. You got two, two gloves. Oh, that's smart of you. That's really nice. He's experiencing the goodness. Look at that. Is it, oh, gosh, that was a big club. Okay. Maybe let him, let him breathe a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. So. Was it good? Yeah, see, so now Uzi has then shared this goodness with others because not only has he just been a hero of the word, not only has he been just been an observer of the word, he has taken it upon himself to make it an intricate part of, thank you, sir, make an intricate part of himself, his life. He's taken his relationship with God seriously. His relationship is a real part of his life. He's not just hanging out at a social club on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Saturdays or whatever you want to talk. He's actually taken it home with him taking the message back home, taking the scriptures that we talk about back home and saying, how does this apply to me? What can I do with this? How can I be a blessing? How can I have the abundant life? How can I have prosperity? How can I have this? How can I do that? Taking the faith and working with it. Amen? Thank you, Uzi. I have not planned how to get you off of this stage and help you here. So my, 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 my thought is you're just gonna have to be here for the rest of the time. I'm just kidding. I don't know if you, wait, what? You just said you were allergic to chocolate milk. I cannot in good conscience give you the chocolate milk. <laughs> so, oh gosh. We'll, we'll talk about the chocolate milk later. Don't worry about that right now. So yeah, maybe just do that. Um, you know what? You can just leave the sponge, you know, just let it, 
Yeah, let it be like a nice little crouton up in there. And in an ideal world, world, in an ideal world, in an ideal world, we should all be dunking our sponges up in this chocolate milk. You know, we should all be just taking it upon ourselves, and not just one of us, but it, like everybody should be getting involved. That's what God wants. He wants all of us. Yeah, that's good. That's good enough. And you can probably just. You got it, dude. You'll figure it out. I think Miller's about to go get you some paper towels. I think he's got you. Miller's lead. Look at that. Anyway, (laughs) thank you, Uzi. You're brave. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Look at you. You're so wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Give Uzi a round of applause. Good job. I hope the milk tasted good. I hope it didn't taste like a sponge. I'm not really sure. I didn't try this before I came in. I didn't really think that part through. So if it was a little bit spongy, it's fine. It's extra flavor. (laughs) So we as people, we as believers, we don't need to just take it as an idea. We don't need to just take it as like a cool lesson or something. God is trying to get stuff to you all the time. God is trying to get stuff to us every Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you do your your relationship stuff with God, whenever you, you read the word or you listen or whatever. God is always trying to help you. God is trying to engage with you, and he wants you to immerse yourself in the word. Real change, real change comes from doing the word. Real change comes from not only understanding his grace, but living out his grace. It's not just an idea. It's not a cool concept. It's real, guys. Over in the book of Proverbs 27, 19, it says, As in water, face reflects face. So the heart of a man reflects the man. As a whole, the church, the the capital C, I'm not talking about Cornerstone, because here at Cornerstone and Ablaze Youth, we're rad, we're awesome. The the, the big dog church, they, they need a change. Christianity needs a heart change. There's so many people that say that they're Christians, like it's being talked about in this verse, but they're not actually living it out. I'm sure you guys know people at your school that say they're Christian, but they definitely don't seem like it. (laughs) They are far and few from between, but no judgment because we're all on this journey. We're all trying to figure it out together. We're all sometimes have been a sponge hanging out outside the chocolate milk. Sometimes it takes someone that's got a full sponge and dunking it in our mouth for us to really experience the goodness of God. That's Uzi. Sometimes it takes Uzi to come up to your mouth and squeeze a sponge right up in your face. So what do we got to do? What do we got to do? What's the best thing that we can do to go from outside sponge to soaking up sponge? For me, my best advice to you is start to remind yourself what God has done for you. And I like to go to the oldie goldie, the classic, what did Jesus do for me? Soak in what Jesus did for you. Make it your reality. Over in John three sixteen verses 16 through 17, I really like it out of the Passion Translation. For those of you guys who don't know, the Passion is kind of like a paraphrase, somewhat of a translation, not like a super true translation. I wouldn't study out of it, but you know, it's a good It's a good read if you need a little bit of clarity and a little broader picture sometimes. But it says, For here's the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift, so now that everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. What God did for us, what God did for me, is he took me from this outside perspective, from this outside place of the chocolate milk, and I wasn't even on the table, you know? 
most of us, some of us weren't even on the table. Some of us might have been born on the table. You know, maybe you're born and raised in church. But some of us, we were out here hanging out in the outskirts. That, that door's broken, Daniel. That's why you're having a hard time getting it closed. But I appreciate the help. Um, some of us were not even born near the chocolate milk, not even close to the chocolate milk. But God said, I loved you. I don't care where you've been, what you said, what you did, what you've done, what you're going to do. God said, I love you no matter what, and I am willing to die for you. That helps me look at people differently. Look at all of you differently. Because if God was willing to do that for me, I know he was willing to do it for you. I mean, the Bible says it, but if if I'm able to make that connection, I'm able to understand that, that's my way of soaking in the word of God. Sometimes we overcomplicate scripture. We overcomplicate the Bible. Sometimes it's just saying, how can I make this personal to me? Romans 8, 1 through 2 says, There is no condemnation for those who now belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin. And that leads to death. When we grab a hold of this truth for ourselves, it will change our perspective. It will change the way we see the world. It will change the way we see people. God's grace enables us to show grace. His grace towards us helps us show people grace. But we have to grab a hold of it. We have to understand what he did for us. Make it real. Make it true. This is your truth. This is your reality. You know, if we take it back to the the account from last week when Jesus was talking about the woman with two mites, that's what he was saying is that this woman realized that God is, God is the answer to my life. God is the answer to my problems. God is the, the way to true happiness. God is the way to true prosperity. God is the way to true freedom and peace. The rich people, they didn't have that revelation Not all rich people. I'm not saying all rich people. I'm just saying the rich people in that moment, what he was talking about in that scripture, they did not have that revelation. They were just doing it for show. They were living a life that was worldly. And God, he takes that world system and he turns it upside down. He says that people, people are his purpose and people are our purpose. See, that's, that's my heart lately. If you don't know what you're supposed to do with your life, it's going to be people. People are involved in some way, some shape, some form, because God loves people. So maybe you're supposed to be a basketball player. Well, maybe you're going to play on the basketball team, but eventually, at some point, you're going to come across a person <laughs> when you play basketball. You're going to talk to somebody. Maybe you're supposed to connect with them. Maybe you're supposed to be friends with them. What have you been soaking up when you talk to them? Are you soaking up God's word? Are you soaking up his goodness? Are you reflecting his goodness? Are you, when you squeeze your sponge out into their mouth, <laughs> what's coming out? Is it goodness? Is it grace? Is it mercy? Or is it trash? Is it gossip? Is it condemnation? Is it hate? Is it racism? Is it bigotry? What is it? I'm not trying to 
put anyone in a weird place or make you feel uncomfortable or, or hurt your feelings or anything, but sometimes we have to make those own conversations happen for ourselves. We have to say, God, what am I, what am I soaking up? What am I putting out into this world? What am I saying to people? Am I reflecting your goodness today? I want to squeeze out you in this world. When, when, when life puts pressure on me, what comes out? Does God come out or does Cody come out? Does God come out or does Uzi come out? I want you guys to bow your heads. I want to pray for you. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for every single person in this room. I believe that even though tonight's message was simple and straight to the point, God, I believe that it's necessary. Sometimes we need to be reminded of the simple things, God, and I appreciate that. I love that about you is that you, that you use something so simple and so easy to help me further myself in you. Thank you for meeting us here tonight, God. Help you, thank you for meeting every single one of us in this place tonight, God, talking to us, leading us, and guiding us. I pray that every person in this room tonight is able to understand how does this apply to me? How can I go from the outside of the chocolate milk and get deep within and really soak in what you've got for me? Really take the word to heart and not just at face value. How does this apply to me? What did the word do for me? What is the word supposed to do for people? How does this work? What do you want me to do, God? How do you want me to show your love today, God? Help me reflect you, God. Thank you for every single one of us, Father God, every single one in this room. As we go about our days, as we go about our week, that you challenge us, that you stretch us, that you grow us, that we take this message and, and future messages and, and future scriptures that we read on our own and, and help us not just be hearers of the word, but empower us, equip us, embolden us to go out and do the word. Don't let us have a faith that is dead. We want a faith that's alive and real. We thank you for it, God. In your name we pray. Once again, I am so glad that you joined us for the message of the week. If you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Ablaze Youth. Follow us at We Are Ablaze.